chapter 1, verses 12 through 18. This is uh, Paul writing to the church there. Hear the word of God. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of rivalry, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed. And in that I rejoice. Um, the grass withers, the flower fades, and the scripture says the word of the Lord endures forever. Um, circumstances can change at the drop of a hat, right? Maybe you've already seen that in the first uh, little bit of, uh, of this, uh, this semester, uh, even. Sometimes that's from bad to good. Sometimes that's from, uh, from good uh, to bad. But it change all the time, right? It could be that your car breaks down and good day all of a sudden gets, gets very frustrating. Maybe a frustrating week, right? Um, people that were friends that begin to ignore you. They're not calling you anymore. What's going on? Uh, break up with your boyfriend, girlfriend, or it's not first test season yet, but, you know, first test comes around. You felt like you were doing good, then all of a sudden you get back to the grade and it's like, Big red letter up front that you don't like on it, uh, glaring back to you. A little bit less than you were hoping for. Uh, takes that take down a good day, right? I mean, you're just having a bad hair day, and then you just your whole the whole day sinks. Um, more serious things: if you get you get sick, uh, you get injured, something happens, family troubles back home, on, on and on. Right? Circumstances can change. Uh, drop of a hat. Uh, maybe maybe it's a good thing. The right song's playing on the radio when you wake up in the morning, right? And they can just like. Hey, it's a good day today. I woke up to the song that I like, right? Um, uh, people that you're hanging out with are encouraging. You do better than you thought. Maybe you have uh, um, different, different things happen. Uh, I was watching, uh, I'm not a America's Got Talent like fan to watch it all the time, but I was watching the finale last night, or at least the last little part of it there. Uh, so what's the guy's name? Uh, Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Right? His circumstances just, just changed. He just won a million dollars by winning America's Got Talent. You'll, you'll hear about him. He's, he's, he's big time. He's big time. Um, and my point is that circumstances change constantly on us in ways we can't predict, um, which means that circumstances aren't a good place to, to hang your hat on. Right, there's not a good place for you to, to rest in and, and hope in because it's, it's always moving around on you. Um, right, you don't want to rest your happiness in a particular set of spur- circumstances that, that might happen or, or might not happen, or even just that might not last. Um, it seems that when you're doing that, you're always, uh, you're always fighting against fate, fate right? You're, uh, you're, you're, you're rolling the dice against chance and... Maybe it doesn't play out the way that you want it to. We can do as, as much as we can do and put all the effort into it, but we never know when it's going to just turn in another direction that we didn't want it to go outside of our, our control. Be careful what we, what we put our hope in, what we hang our hat on. Um, I'm pretty excited about the, the OU game. You excited about the OU game uh, coming up here? Uh, yeah, no. How, how many people didn't get tickets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in that boat with you. I'm, I'm sad. I'm frustrated. Right? Circumstances can change. You're like, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to the game, and then you don't get in in that like 17 minute window of whether or not you get a ticket, and, and it hurts. If you, if you, 
aren't going to take it. You can come over to my house and watch the game. We'll uh, we'll commiserate together. It makes it hard to be content, right? When you when the tickets go that way, um, right? If you're uh, but if you if you I'm excited about the game. I'm excited about the Knowles winning that game. There's some uh, RUF guys from Oklahoma, by the way, that are uh, they're driving over to the to the uh, to the game. Um, they're going to stay with us tomorrow night and talk a little smack with them. Uh, if any of y'all want to hang out with them one Saturday and talk some more smack in a kind, loving way, you know, be a little guard around them on campus. Uh, they love to love to hang out with you, but. Um, but if you're if you're hoping like if your hope is that the Knolls are winning, right? The Knolls are going to win on time. You're you're just kind of resting in that. Like you'll be happy a lot of the time because the Knolls are a great team and good news bring us right here on the way up, right? You'll be happy a lot of times, but not not all the time, right? Um, not uh, uh, not not everything goes well all the time. If you're going to cheer for the Knolls, cheer for the Knolls because you're a Knoll. And they're your knolls, and you love the knolls, right? And then you're you're there with them, however it's going. Um, we don't want to just lay, hang our hang our uh, our hat and our contentment on on just changing circumstances uh, back and forth. Our contentment can seem just very illusory sometimes. Uh, can seem fleeting, just just changing with the wind. I think sometimes we act as if. I don't know that we would say this or think that we believe this, but we act as if God's kind of stuck in the same boat. Like he's ruling over everything, but he's kind of, he's kind of stuck in the, in, in the same boat. We, we think that bad circumstances can defeat God's good purposes. Because if there's some way or the other, like something happened and like, oh man, God, God was going to do good here, but what's he going to do now? Right? We would feel like something can get in the way and inhibit what God was doing. Uh, or hinder it, or, or break it uh, down entirely. Um, I think the unfortunate events can, can get in the way of the good that God was uh, trying to do. Um, the, the Bible, the, the God that the Bible talks about, um, there's not any circumstances that are outside of his control. Right? All the circumstances that happen, it, it, it says, happen according to his plan. To happen because that's the way he's working, and those are the things that he's uh, working through. Every circumstance is according to, to his plan. Essentially, he's written the script, and we're, we're living within it. All right? Sometimes we feel like, what can God do with this? And it seems that for the church in Philippi, uh, this, is, this is part of their concern. Uh, this is part of their struggle. Uh, they, they've heard you know, Paul has, has uh, preached the gospel to them and grown this church, and they've uh, supported him as he's gone to different things, and they've heard of the trouble that Paul was in, and being, being in prison, being taken to Rome. They, they sent uh, Paphroditus, one of the people from their congregation, to go and send a gift to Paul, but they, but they heard about this and they were worried about him. Um, uh, they're worried about his imprisonment and going, well, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen to the gospel uh, going out in these things? Um, the word for Paul in the gospel. And so at the very beginning of this letter here, the first chapter, verse 12, um, he's encouraging them. And here's what he's teaching them. He's teaching them this, uh, that the gospel progresses. That the gospel is progressing, that the gospel is always uh, moving forward and progressing. We're going to look at like three different sides of this passage, but, it, but as we're going through it, I want to encourage you to ask yourself, what are the circumstances that you're just kind of hanging your hat on? Uh, what are the circumstances that you're looking to, that you're resting in? What do you look to for happiness? It's going to make your day. It's going to make your week. It's going to make your life. Uh, things that you think are going to give you uh, security or stability. Or the set of circumstances that you think need to be there uh, to, to find fulfillment or, or meaning or just some kind of satisfaction. 
in life or just, just to get through that day? Um, what are the circumstances that, uh, that you look to for accomplishment or for, for success? Um, and, and as you look at those circumstances, can you be confident that it's progressing? That, that what you're wrestling in is moving forward and going to keep moving forward in a good way for you? Um, do you feel like contentment can be more than just that kind of fleeting moment of, of good times that doesn't last? Paul says the gospel progresses. The gospel is always uh, progressing. So the first point I want us to, want us to see here is, uh, first thing he mentions to him, is that, that his imprisonment is actually leading to the advancement of the gospel. Right. So I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, to propel it forward, uh, he said. Now, you know, all right, well, what's, what's happened to Paul? What's going on here? Right? He's, he's been uh, in prison uh, since he went to Jerusalem, and it's been more than, uh, more than two years, I think more than two and a half years, um, all the way to the point where, uh, where he's been in custody of one person and another and, and moved around from place to place where he, he then appealed to Caesar. Um, there's been attempts on his life and, and all kinds of things, and now he's he's in Rome and he's going to be uh, to be tried in Rome, and he's he's waiting for waiting for that trial and waiting for that judgment. Um, it's not really like the best circumstances we would hope for for a missionary, right? Um, like, oh, that's oh, that's really going well. This is this is what we've been praying for. This is what we've been looking for, uh, right? I mean, there's there's lots of people still at this time, like the very foundation, early times of the church, a lot of people in a lot of places that have still never heard about Jesus, right? Um, and here he is, like, confined. He's got a Roman guard over him in Rome uh, and, and waiting for these things. And he's saying, it's actually served to, to advance the gospel. Um, uh, well, I mean, what would, you, what would you expect to happen for Paul being in prison, missionary being in prison? If we're thinking like, oh, like, here's Paul, he's, he's going around evangelizing all the churches, and then he's, he's accused and put in, in custody, we're thinking, man, that really is going to slow down the message of the gospel, slow, it, slow down his travel. Right? It's going to be confined more so. Um, right? If we can stop, like, the biggest proponent of it, it's going to slow the whole thing down. Or, uh, OU's just in my mind. I figure it's in y'all's mind, right? If we can shut down OU's running backs tomorrow, they're going to have a hard time moving the ball, right? Um, if they've got Paul uh, locked up somewhere, uh, it's going to be hard for the gospel to be, uh, to be traveling here. Um, but if, if RUF was accused of something, I don't know, and like I had to go answer to the dean or, 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 or some of us had to go like, answer to, I mean, I'd be kind of worried about it. Like, okay, I'm hoping we'll keep meeting this semester. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, certainly we don't expect his imprisonment to, to benefit the gospel, right? It's not like the strategy that we would have chosen. Uh, Paul says that so far from hindering the gospel, it actually advances it. It actually propels it forward, right? I want you to hear what he's saying. He's not just saying, well, these are bad circumstances that I'm in, but this is not all bad. There's some good things happening. He's saying more than that. He's actually saying this is, this is a good situation for the gospel to go forward. It's not saying that it's one of the best or the best situation for the gospel to advance. He's saying essentially, uh, uh, I do the Gomer Pyle voice. I can't get it. Surprise, 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 right? Uh, God's, God's strategy um, for, for the gospel advances, it, it's not what we expected, um, but, it's, but it's working. Right? That's what he's... Uh, I know, you should have done that voice better. I didn't, I didn't really go all the way with it, but I like Governor Pyle. He's, 
surprise, surprise. Uh, right, like, we're expecting that it's not going well, but then, uh, then Paul's saying, yeah, look, this is what God is doing. Uh, and through it, he can accomplish more than was, than was possible otherwise. So how's that happening, right? What, what is he going to say? He says, um, serve to advance the gospel so that it's become known throughout the whole uh, imperial guard and to the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. Uh, the gospel has become known throughout the whole imperial guard, or um, some of your translations will just say like the praetorium, um, which is the, uh, it, depending on different things of what they think, it might be the, might be the, uh, the imperial guard, it might actually be the, the emperor's palace. The words for the emperor's palace, but sometimes it's used just of the, the guards that were there uh, as well. I mean, it's, it's, it's as if his cause of the gospel would, is like heard throughout the White House and all the people that are there. Um, uh, if, even if it's the Imperial Guard and the rest, there's significant influence that the message of Christ is heard in the center of the empire. And the old like, phrase, like, all, road leads, all roads lead to Rome, and they also lead out of Rome. Uh, and the gospel's there, and it's, it's traveling. Paul's saying, this is, this is moved things forward. Paul wouldn't have had those opportunities apart from being in prison. Um, that's kind of weird for us to think, all right, this imprisonment actually is, is working this way. Paul's saying that it's so, but also you see, like, I expect this news would have made perfect sense to the, to the church in Philippi. Uh, they would have especially connected with them. You can flip back, flip back to Acts 16 if you want and see some of the things uh, there, but he meets this woman, Lydia, and talks about her conversion, some other things. Paul's imprisoned uh, there, um, and um, he, he's, he's put in prison there, and in the middle of the night, um, there's an earthquake, it says God brings an earthquake and the, the doors of the prison are open and the bonds, the shackles that they're in, like, come apart. Right? This, is what, this is what happened uh, in Philippi. And there was a jailer that was responsible, the Philippian jailer was responsible for the custody of him and he realizes the doors are open and he's like, oh no, like they're all gone. And then here's Paul calling out to him that they're there and they're safe. And, and what happens is that man's converted through that. Uh, and the passage talks about not only the Philippian jailer, but his, his entire household uh, being converted and beginning to follow Christ. And some of the foundations of the church in Philippi were exactly from it being advanced through Paul being imprisoned. So they're like, they're like, what? Like this wasn't just a one-time thing in Philippi? Like God's doing that where you are now as well? Um, they can connect with it. They'd experience this. Um, so what's my point, right? Uh, my point is that I want you all to go get yourselves in prison uh, this weekend because that will advance the gospel, um, right? Um, no, no. Um, but, but whatever circumstances that God has in your life, he's using for the advancement of the gospel um, in you and, and even through you. Uh, whatever circumstances on this campus, it's God's strategy for propelling the gospel forward. It's how he's working. Uh, so if you find that like, the hopes that you have aren't progressing, they're, they're not advancing, maybe what you're hoping in is the, the wrong thing. Maybe it's not just fate or chance that you're fighting, but you're, you're fighting against God. When your purposes aren't lined up, and our purposes aren't lined up with his, um, it's kind of frustrating. I think things don't go the way that we want. Uh, but his purposes are good. His purposes are even for our, for our rescue. Um, I see imprisonment leading to the advancement of the gospel, but it talks about further ways. Uh, intimidation as well, secondly. Uh, intimidation leading to, uh, leading to confidence. 
Uh, you know what it is to, to give a little intimidation uh, to people around you. You walk around campus with the, with a the swagger, with a look, right, or, or with a smile, with a cute face, um, or uh, you talking trash on the basketball court, right? Trying to psych them out, get out of their skin. Um, yelling in Doe Campbell Stadium, doing the chop together and watching the other fans and the team like cower before us, right? That's the way I, I view it. Um, uh, even, even things like talking about good grades that you've gotten in the past or flirting with someone in front of other interested parties or um, you, you know how to give that intimidation or you've, you've at least received some of that intimidation uh, at, at times as well. Um, when, when Paul was, was ended up being put in prison in Jerusalem to the Jews, they weren't simply trying to silence Paul by prison, but they were also intimidating other believers into silence as well. I think it happened to Paul. It happened to you. Um, don't mess around with this stuff or, or we'll have you in chains. Um, but how this intimidation factor uh, work out from what Paul says. I see in verse 14, most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Right? There's, there's even a redundancy in how he's saying they're, they're confident, they're much more bold, there's, there's not fear uh, going into it. it. It's backfired, right? Um, uh, it's like the person talking trash before the basketball game. The basketball game starts and they get like just dunked on. <laughs> You're like, oh, right? Um, this, this is what God's worked out here. It's kind of what Paul, it's not describing the basketball language, but that's what, that's what's going on here. Um, uh, <laughs> Um, right, it's not, you're not told a lot of, of why this would be, but just that it was, but you can look at another scripture and see. Uh, all right, those intentions in locking Paul up uh, weren't working out. They tried to kill him, but he was taken prisoner. They made accusations, but they hadn't really held up. They planned different assassination attempts, but it didn't happen. They tried to keep him confined, and still uh, through his appeal to Rome, he travels, uh, travels to Rome, and others continued to hear and believe, uh, even though Paul was, was in chains. Um, kind of fun again in Philippi when you go back to Acts 16 hear what happened there uh, they were in prison there and they'd like beat them and stuff and then in the morning they said okay well we sh- really shouldn't have been doing that and they hadn't done anything so we're going to let them go secretly and I was like well just let them go in the morning when no one's watching and we'll, we'll, we'll call it all fine right um, and, uh, and Paul said they're just going to put us away this way no uh, we were I'm a citizen street this way um, and the, the magistrates of the town I came down into the, uh, into the jail to let them go and apologize to them, it says. Right? Um, they, had to, they had to eat their, their words, their actions on that and backfire to them. How do you think that, that, that enables the church in Philippi to look at things? Here they were in prison, but it didn't shut them up. It, it shut the other side up. We're, we're able to have boldness here. Um, they mainly can see uh, the, the force of this confidence from the, from the phrase of the confidence that's, that's in the Lord. Um, uh, not, a, not, in a, not in what they could do, but in Jesus' work. Uh, we just can't have confidence that things will go our way. Uh, but we can be confident that everything goes Jesus' way. That's what Scripture means as it calls him Lord. Uh, he's ruling over everything. Uh, so there's, there's no fear, but much more boldness in serving Jesus. Uh, uh, I don't want you to hear me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying that in whatever situation you're in, you, you can just be confident. You can be more confident because here the believers were, were much more uh, confident. Um, some of your fears may well become reality for what you have to go through. 
Um, uh, some of it would just be like a naive or it's easy to be overconfident, right? Some of you may be confident about beating me in racquetball, but come out there on the court with me and we'll, we'll see what happens. Or <laughs> my overconfidence. Um, <clears throat> You might be confident to do uh, well in your classes and what major you're going to get and what career you're going to get, and maybe that'll work out. Maybe it won't. Or uh, that your family will stay together, that your friends will always uh, stick with you, that finances won't uh, get bad for you, that FSU will surely beat OU, and, and, and I hope that happens, right? I hope these things end up being true. But we've got no place in confidence uh, uh, in, our, in ourselves. But you can always be confident in the Lord to, to follow Him. How uh, that He's his work's always progressing. That means you can, be, you can be confident to ask questions about the gospel, to look and see if it's true, and then it's not gonna, you're not going to find that it's something that, oh, well, maybe this is true for someone, but it just didn't connect with me. Or that here's these things, but, but I don't have any, any place or role in it. Or I'm not going to be able to get through it. It won't be enough for your life. I've talked to uh, several students in the past and said, listen, I, I look at this, but I don't know how it would work out for me. Like, I would, it would, I would lose all my friends. Um, if I became a Christian, if I changed my life in this way. Um, so you can be confident in the Lord of what he's working out, that he can bring it uh, through. Um, you can be confident to talk to people about Jesus, to mention the Bible uh, openly. It doesn't mean everyone's going to be converted or, um, or, or whatever. You can invite people to RUF and the church or just to hang out with you and uh, it can feel weird, like, oh, I'm talking about the, 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 the believers are much more bold. Here's what God's got. The gospel's always progressing. If there's anything that we can get behind with confidence, uh, this is it, right? You're going to walk into the stadium, for those of you that got tickets on, on Saturday, and you're going to be confident in your team, and I hope our team's going to pull that out, right? Um, can we not be confident getting behind the Lord Jesus and the things that he's saying is he's going to constantly be doing? Um, don't need to be intimidated away from looking into Christianity or from living out the gospel, any of these things. Uh, intimidation we see here leading to confidence. Uh, there's also a third way that he mentions the gospel uh, progressing. Uh, rivalry uh, leading to rejoicing. Um, see in verses 15 to 18 he talks about these uh, different uh, folks and their, pro- uh, their rivalry in preaching, uh, preaching Christ. Right, sometimes rivalry leads to leads to great rejoicing, right? Like, uh, like last year when we played our rivals, the Gators, and we smashed them 31-7. to uh, It was great rejoicing. I, I enjoy uh, remembering those, those moments. Um, that's a fun memory. That's not what Paul's talking about here. And not just rivalry that ends in rejoicing because you won, because you showed up uh, the other side or when it works out in your favor. And he says, some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry. He goes on to say, and... And in that I rejoice that the Christ is proclaimed. Despite bad motives, uh, inappropriate rivalry, selfishness, still the gospel's progressing through it. That's what Paul sees. I mean, sports rivalries are one thing. That's, that's like all, all fun. But when someone's actually against you or taking aim to, to hurt you, uh, it's not so much fun. It's painful. Uh, maybe you've experienced that. You can know, think back to uh, sibling rivalries or things, or um, maybe someone you thought was your friend or even a classmate, and then when bad things happen to you, like, you find out they're laughing. Uh, maybe laughing at your face. Or, uh, or someone's like, I got an Oklahoma ticket and you didn't. And they're going, ha ha, you know, at you. Um, or, or it really gets bad when they're saying that, and it's like, because I told you to sign in at 6 p.m., which is why I made sure that I got the ticket, because I went around telling everyone else, right? Um, 
Uh, that would be painful. Um, this rivalry, Paul says, it's aimed to hurt him. Uh, what does he say? Imagining, but not sincerely, but thinking or imagining to afflict me in my imprisonment. I don't know all the context here of what's going on, but this is what he said, that they're, they're, they're against him. He contrasts that with others who are of uh, goodwill and doing it out of, out of love and speaking truth. Uh, but here this is mean-spirited jealousy from selfish ambition that's decidedly against Paul. So to be clear, it's a bad thing. Alright? Um, and I want to stop here to, to bring this out for you to realize like, this, this is a bad thing and God's still using it. Right? God, God's able to use bad things and, and he does for, for good purposes. And that doesn't make it not bad. Um, the ends don't justify the, the means. What's wrong is still wrong. Here, envy and jealousy are wrong. Um, and, and when bad things happen to you, that doesn't... God's, the fact that God's working through it doesn't mean that those things are actually good. You're supposed to think, oh, like I'm, I'm so glad that these hard things and, and wrong hurts are, are happening. Um, some of them are, are things that shouldn't happen. You should be grieved by that are, that are wrong. And you, you know, take, it to, take it to the cross and the crucifixion. The crucifixion of Jesus was a, was a tragedy. It's the greatest tragedy that could happen. Um, it doesn't make it not not wrong what God does from it. That's, that's a deep horror in history. But God brought from it the greatest victory uh, possible. Great rescue for us and salvation uh, in Christ. Um, it doesn't make bad things not bad, but what it says is that God can use bad things. He can even use our own or other people's wrongful stupidity and meanness to propel the gospel forward. Um, that's what he's constantly doing. Now, it's difficult to say that with the exact situation here, it could be those who uh, disagree with the gospel entirely and uh, are just talking about these events as news, trying to put Paul and Christianity down, but at the same time, they're, in, in reporting that news, you're, you're hearing something about Christ and it's just spreading the word in that sense. I'm not sure that fits with and saying they're preaching Christ, or um, others think it might be some of the uh, Judaizers uh, saying that we need Christ, but also the Old Testament law, also a circumcision. It's Christ plus uh, anything, but that's not the gospel. That's not really preaching Christ. Paul later speaks pretty harshly about that. He says, like, beware of the dogs. Uh, when he's talking about those who are saying that kind of thing. It's not likely he'll be rejoicing in that. So it may simply be true then, uh, that then, in that situation, that there continues to be now that there's rivalry within Christianity, within Christians and, and gospel ministries. Um, I like this time of year. Like it's it's easy to have. Uh, it would be easy to have like uh, uh, rivalries between Christian ministries uh, on, on campus, right? And generally, I'm really thankful. There's a lot of other good Christian ministries on campus. If you're here, you haven't checked it out yet. Like I'm glad you're here at RUF. But there are a lot of other good gospel ministries on campus uh, that I'm that I'm thankful for. And thankfully, a lot of the campus ministers like we'll get together and pray sometimes. There's things we're able to, to do together and do together. Um, uh, and praying for one another's uh, uh, ministries. But, but sometimes when I hear like something another ministry is doing, right? It's like, all right, like we we got to do that, or we got to either do that or, or do something better, right? Or, um, or or someone that I'm friends with on Facebook, and now all of a sudden they're they're friends with Mike me- Michael Mears too. Like, oh no, are they going to go that? Like, well, great if they do, right? Um, uh, we can, but we can get caught up in, in these kind of things. That's, that's not just for me. I think that's for us, too. We can be competing with other Christian groups and 
thinking that we're better. And essentially, it's like this. Whenever our concern uh, begins, to, begins to look at ourself in it, I talked about selfish ambition in this passage. Whenever our concern is, is more in ourselves than that, then, then here comes the robbery, and here comes the, the envy. Um, what you notice is whatever the situation and the wrong from this robbery is, it doesn't get to Paul. Um, and it doesn't get to Paul because his concern is not himself, it's, it's Jesus. Um, and Christ is still being proclaimed while Paul's in prison. Um, e- even when they're trying to hurt him, Paul says, they're, they're imagining that they're inflicting me in my imprisonment. Um, and all that they're doing isn't it always right, but, but Christ is being proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Um, right, our focus shouldn't be on ourselves, but on, on Jesus. Uh, Paul rejoices in this. When people are trying to hurt him and put him down and cause him affliction, uh, he's got contentment and joy um, when he's not getting the credit. When his circumstances aren't great, um, he rejoices because the gospel is progressing, and that's where he—that's where Paul is hanging his his hat. All right. Uh, what circumstances are you are you resting in? Circumstances are you hanging your your hat on? What do you look for happiness and security and satisfaction and meaning and accomplishment and success? Um, to to me, maybe the most encouraging thing from this passage is that the Philippians churches concern is for the gospel. Um, and as Paul's writing to them, that's how he's able to encourage them, because he's telling them that the gospel's still advancing, uh, despite bad circumstances, and even through those bad circumstances. There, there's times when as a pastor, like talking with someone, like I, I, just, like I care for you, and I, and I don't want to encourage you, but I can't give you encouragement in the things that you're, that you're hoping for. Um, if, you're, if you're kind of wrestling in things, just doing well enough in a class and where that's going to get you for your major or, or doing well enough in your major and where that's going to get you for a job, like, that's good. I want to encourage you to try hard and I hope things go well. Or if it's that others will approve and accept you or you'll fit in in these ways, like, I want them to. I, I care for you in that. Or, or that is your situation will improve and not be so hard. Like, I'm there with you. I can, I can hurt with you on that. Um, but if, if our hope isn't in Christ and the gospel, um, I just can't say to you, like, it's progressing. Don't worry, there's no reason for those fears. Um, I, I don't know how those things are going to work out. But if our hope is in Christ and in the gospel, there's always reason for joy uh, in what he's doing. Right? Some, some of you are going through uh, difficult things. Uh, others, you have to face different fears and, and insecurities. Um, God is using these very things in your lives to advance the gospel. Uh, the circumstances that we're frustrated with, that get in our way, God is using that to propel the gospel forward, even in uh, your lives. He brings contentment, even rejoicing. Uh, pastors teach us the gospel is progressing. The gospel is always progressing in Christ, and we can be confident in them.